I know, we are to keep our eyes on the Lord, trust in Him, believe in Him, depend on Him and I do. But sometimes, the sheer magnitude of evil within this world, which is literally everywhere that I look, both within and without, is enough to just make us drop to our knees and ask God to make all things right. There is abuse of every variety that one can imagine and beyond, hatred that defies logic, greed that knows no boundaries and validation of self that will stop at absolutely nothing to achieve recognition of supremacy. Goodness is turned upside down, holy is made unholy, right is made wrong and wrong is made right and there is nothing that is beyond the grasp of the intent of the deceptor, that spreads deception across our lands. Jesus told us, in Matthew 22 36-40 Nasp teacher, which is the great commandment in the law. And he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the great and foremost commandment. The second is like it, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend the whole law and the prophets. These two pointers are the source to all that is good, God our Father, who Jesus came to show us of, and tell us about, and to fulfill that which God had promised to do, redeem us back to Himself, according to His ways and His thoughts, so that we could once again, be truly His children. There are many who believe that there is a God, but far less who believe that evil is personified in a being that was originally not of this world. But they would be wrong. I have tasted of the wonder and holiness of God and I have seen glimpses of evil that lives within this being, and his depth of depravity staggers the mind beyond comprehension. Nothing is sacred, absolutely nothing. The Apostle Paul speaks of this being in Ephesians 6:12 Nasp when he says for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Satan doesn't want anyone to really know he exists because he works in the darkness, in the shadows, sowing discord and mayhem wherever and whenever he can. He was banished to earth and he thought he could turn this opportunity into his advantage. But Satan is not God, his powers are limited and God had a course of action at the ready to defeat him and those who would follow him, once and for all, right from the very beginning. Jesus. No, I don't understand at all, all I have to go on is what God tells us in his word that took place and the consequences of what transpired but I do see the evil that comes from him and I have been exposed to some of the depths of his depravity. It literally boggles the mind. It is beyond sick. It is beyond despicable. There are some who may think that I have lost my mind when I say that I believe that Satan exists. But I don't care. I've seen him attack my children when they were small, I've seen him use weaknesses to attack marriages and I've experienced him take what was good and turn it upside down, far too many times. He has been given temporary power beyond what we comprehend, but it does have limits but do not underestimate those temporary and limited powers. That in itself, would be a mistake. No, we do not need to hide in a corner, or credit every mishap that we see or experience, or every instance of living in a fallen world to Him, being fearful of His influence. And the reason for that is because we who believe and trust in Jesus, as God the Father's only begotten Son, we are God's adopted children, we are not of Satan, He has no dominion over us. And, because we are God's children, we have been given mighty weapons to fight against his influence, should he decide to throw some of his attention our way. And make no mistake, he definitely will, from time to time. And these weapons, that can hinder and stop his influence, are clearly spelled out for us in God's holy word. The Apostle Paul also tells us of these weapons in Ephesians 6 10-17 Nasp. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the full armor of God, so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the full armor of God, 
so that you will be able to resist in the evil day, and having done everything, to stand firm. Stand firm therefore, having girded your loins with truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, in addition to all, taking up the shield of faith with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Notice where our focus is to be and whose power we can trust and rely upon. Notice that the source of what we see manifested goes beyond flesh and blood and originates in spiritual wickedness manifested in opposing power and forces. Notice that piecemeal use of these weapons is not advocated, the complete suit of armor of God needs to be used. Notice that the objective is to stand firm, as in, not be moved from where we stand. Notice the complete armor is comprised of truth, righteousness, the gospel of peace, faith, salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Have you ever noticed what Satan attacks and actually does? Truth is distorted and moved away from. Righteousness is turned from Jesus to ourselves. The gospel of peace, reconciliation, is changed into division, animosity and decisiveness. Salvation is changed into isolation from God. The sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, is changed into alternate sources and objectives. And how effective Satan's methods been? Very effective and becoming more effective every day. But our focus is to remain on Jesus, because as God's children, we have a hope and that hope will be realized, both here and now and also in death, because Jesus has already conquered death, for us that believe. Satan's time and powers are drawing to a close, so it will get worse before it does get better, but make no mistake about it, for God's children, it will indeed eventually get better, much much better, because we will eventually be in the presence of our God, at our home that Jesus promised us that He was preparing. Romans 8:29-30 NASP. For those whom He foreknew, He also predestined to become conformed to the image of His Son, so that He would be the firstborn among many brethren, and these whom He predestined, He also called, and these whom He called, He also justified, and these whom He justified, He also glorified. And finally, as Jesus said in John 14 15-20 NASP. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. I will ask the Father, and He will give you another Helper, that He may be with you forever, that is the Spirit of Truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it does not see Him or know Him, but you know Him because He abides with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans, I will come to you. After a little while the world will no longer see me, but you will see me, because I live, you will live also. In that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. Worthy is the Lamb. Blessings.